You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of your Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Review Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. Today, we will be previewing Giants-Jaguars Week 7 game this Sunday in Jacksonville. And uh, here to uh, to help me on a little crossover edition of the podcast is Ryan Day of Big Cat Country. Ryan, thank you very, very much for, for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ed. So, uh, from the from the perspective of uh, of Giants fans, this is the Evan Ingram Bowl. I, I'm guessing that that Giants fans have uh, more feelings about Evan Ingram than than Jaguars fans do. Just curious, what you guys think of of Ingram at this point? Yeah, he's you know it's it, it's interesting. You and I have had the 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 crossover Q and A. Uh, this week where we're asking each other questions and your second or third question was about Evan Ingram. And it was, it was funny because I was like, I haven't really thought of Evan Ingram all that much uh, this season. I mean, he's, he's the third or fourth leading receiver. He's, he's on track to probably pick up 60, 60 catches by season's end, maybe another touchdown or two, but he's fine. He's not, he's not bad by any, any stretch. And, and I think part of that is just, we didn't have as high expectations as y'all might've had when he, when he came into the league as a, as a first round pick. So, you know, his role so far has been third down catches, short catches. He's not really stretching the field. He's just a safety valve for Trevor. And he's been, he's been fine in that role so far. Yeah. I think it's interesting because he was a first round pick and obviously, like you said, I mean, Giants fans looked at that pick and, and thought maybe the Giants should have done something else with that pick, like draft Ryan Ramchek, the uh, longtime tackle now for the Saints. I think that Giants fans always looked at Ingram and saw all this talent and all this ability and saw so many dropped passes and missed opportunities and, and sort of, Ingram became the poster child for all of the things that went wrong with the Giants because he was there from for pretty much all of it you know, from 2017 on. And as good a guy as he was, he was kind of in the middle of all of it. In Jacksonville, it sounds like he's just a uh, a, a small piece of the puzzle. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a like I said before, it's a, it's a it's a case of differing expectations. When Engram came into the league a few years back, first round pick, you know, I think like you were saying, Giants fans just by virtue of where he was selected 
and by virtue of going to New York, there were just higher hopes for him. And here he's coming into a team where, you know, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the one who's under the biggest microscope. But then you've got Christian Kirk signing this huge deal in the offseason. You've got Zay Jones coming in. ETN, you know, he was injured all of last year. So he's, in effect, a new player. So there's there's a lot more people to sort of share in the expectation or hope of Jaguars fans. And from the onset, from day one, when he was signed, he wasn't viewed as a long-term fixture. He, he could grow into that, and that'd be great. But he signed a short-term deal here. He's He's a guy to just help for a season, maybe a second season, who knows, and then most likely be on his way. All right, so tell me, you know, I look at this game and Giants are 5-1. and one. Jaguars are two and four. Las Vegas thinks the Jaguars are going to win. They've got Jacksonville favored. The The question for me is, why are the Jaguars two and four? Why have they lost three straight games? Games that they've won have been blowout-type victories that would hint that this is a good football team. So, so why are they two and four? Well, um, they're two and four because they have fewer good players than the teams that they're going up against. Um, That's a different answer than I would have given you last year, which was this team is bad because the entire organization, the program is just off the rails and top down from urban Meyer down to the 53rd guy on the roster. It's just not a good team. It's not well run. It's not organized this year. I think Doug Peterson's done a really good job of stabilizing, of, of getting people on, you know, getting everyone on the same page. But we're losing games because we still, we're still a few players away. I mean, Shaquille Griffin, I could, I don't want to say he's directly responsible for two of those losses, but I would say he is most responsible for two of those losses against Washington, where he gave up a late touchdown with the Jaguars leading. And then, you know, against the Colts given up uh, over a hundred yards to receivers that he was covering, including that last touchdown when the Jaguars were leading. So I think if we had a couple of different pieces in place, specifically outside cornerback, maybe some, you know, at least one receiver who can stretch the field and is a deep threat um, and an improved offensive line, you would, you would see us at four and two, five and one at this point. Well, let, let's do this first. Let me ask you about Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, number one overall pick a couple years back. This is a guy who everybody looked at as a, a transcendent type quarterback, a guy that was going to be Joe Burrow, a guy that was going to come in and take the league by storm. And, and obviously, he walked into the mess that the Jaguars were a year ago. Where is Trevor Lawrence right now? And do you think that he's showing signs of of being the guy that everybody thought he could be when the Jaguars drafted him number one overall? It's an interesting question. I think that Trevor is where I think Trevor is where he'd be at the end of last year if he had 
if he had a, a, an adult at head coach last season <laughs> in, in his rookie campaign, I think that a lot, I think that a lot of blame for Jaguars losses have been put on Trevor. And while he does share in that, and he certainly makes bad throws, he makes bad decisions. I mean, last week he literally ran into DeForest Buckner for a, you know, for a 15 yard sack. He's still in the top 10 in terms of accuracy in the NFL. He's working with, even with Christian Kirk, he's working with, I'd say, a, a group of receivers that's in the bottom third of the NFL in terms of talent, in terms of ability to stretch the field. Um, I think that a lot is put on him and maybe we'll say half of that shouldn't be. What's encouraging about Trevor is that he can play within a game plan that doesn't necessarily feature him or ask him to do a lot. But when the game situation calls for it, he can make it work. He can put the team on his shoulders and say, we're, we're going to go do that. Like last week against the Colts, they're down by, I think it was, they were down by six, they were down by a touchdown. 10, 10, 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. He engineers a nine, 10 minute drive, scores the touchdown. There's two and a half minutes left. That should have been the moment of Trevor. If he hasn't arrived yet, this is an arrival moment. It was taken away from him by Shaquille Griffin giving up a, a last minute touchdown, but it's instances like that where he's just dinked and dunked all game. And then he can say, I'm going to take over this game in the fourth quarter and do what's necessary for what should have been a game winning touchdown. In the first round this year, Jacksonville took Trayvon Walker, a lot of discussion about, whether they should have done that, whether it should have, should they have taken Kayvon Thibodeau? Should they have taken Aiden Hutchinson? Did they overdraft this guy based on traits? Tell me, you know, what you guys are seeing from Trayvon Walker. And do you think ultimately he justifies, you know, Jacksonville making that pick? I, I think he does. Um, I think that a player like Trayvon it's a bit harder than for, for an average fan to evaluate Trayvon Walker's impact as opposed to, say, a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver, where you can see the, the cameras, the replays, the box scores. They, they focus on impacts that, that those skill players make, whereas Trayvon, he could end a game with two tackles, one quarterback pressure, half a sack. But when you break down the film or you rewatch the game and you're only paying attention to him, you can say that guy had an impact on a third of the defensive plays for the Jaguars, whether it was uh, commanding an extra blocker, whether it was in run stopping, whether it was in something that's not technically a quarterback pressure, but very to the untrained eye, you can still see he's applying some sort of pressure to the opposing quarterback. I think that he has made that impact so far. I think it's unrealistic to expect him to be Aaron Donald in his rookie year. And I think that he does have, he has flashed the ability to make Aaron Donald-esque plays more than once. And so I think that what you're going to see is 
as early as the end of this season, you're going to see him start to string together more of those obviously impactful plays while still keeping a base foundation of commanding attention so that other other guys are making those impactful plays. It's interesting. I don't know about you, but I am really looking forward to Sunday to watching Walker and Josh Allen against Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal. I'm just curious if you're looking forward to that as much as I am. Well, when when you and I were were emailing back and forth, sort of info about you know what what do the Giants do well? What do, what do they not do well? How would you attack the Giants if you were an opposing offensive or defensive coordinator? You know, your insight was bring pressure. Like just you know, if you can bring pressure and you can do it with a minimal amount of guys, you're going to have success against the the Giants' offense. So, you know, I would say that Trayvon has flashed elite playmaking ability and he he makes impact you know throughout the game but it just doesn't show up on the box score josh allen had does that a little bit less but you've you know <clears throat> it's such a cliche that that game-changing plays like sacks force fumbles what have you come in bunches but that's what's happened with josh allen and trayvon walker you know that happened against the colts the first time we beat him that happened against the chargers in the, in that win so i think that if they can start fast, I'll be very excited to see them see their performance against uh, the, those two Giants bookends. I think that if the Giants are able to stave off impact and pressure from Trayvon and Josh uh, on the edge, if they're able to stave that off for like the first quarter, you know, first quarter and a half, it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle for the Jaguars defense on Sunday. I look at this game and the giants are obviously a very surprising five and one they've got three victories where they've come back from double digit deficits so they're not blowing anybody out they're they're keeping games close they're making plays at the end of games they're doing a good job in the red zone and on third down both offensively and defensively they're to this point in the season, they haven't been beating themselves with untimely penalties, with untimely turnovers. So they've been doing, it's not flashy, it's not exciting, it's not big numbers, but they've been doing, you know, winning kinds of things. And and Giants fans are excited looking at the schedule, thinking, oh, it's Jacksonville coming up and then Seattle and in Detroit and Houston and thinking, oh, there's a possibility to go nine and one there. And yeah, there's a possibility to go nine and one there. But I think it would be I think it's presumptuous at best to to count on the Giants going nine and one. There's going to be clunkers in there. There's going to be weeks when the formula doesn't work. I look at this game and I'm picking the Giants because they are on a roll because things are going well for them. But I look at it as it for me, it's a very I don't make that pick with a ton of confidence. I just yeah. don't. I don't make that pick with a ton of confidence that, you know, I wouldn't bang my fist on the table and say, there's no way the Giants lose this game. You know, so many things have, have gone just right for the Giants so far. I'm just curious how you see this game unfolding. I know you're going to pick the Jaguars, but just, uh, you know, just give me your your thought on how you see this unfolding. Yeah, I mean, when you asked me the question of like, what's your score prediction? 
you know, I almost said, you know, 21-20, 23-20, and I don't know who wins. But but something like that where it's a relatively low-scoring game and um, it ends um, within a field goal. Now, whether that's because it's a close game uh, all Sunday or whether that's because one team, uh, fingers crossed, it's the Jaguars, uh, gets up on an early lead and the Giants, you know, score some consolation points. I don't know. Um, I do think, though, that it's at home. I do think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And I think that's a big reason why Vegas has the Jaguars winning is because they're at home and they have the slightly better quarterback. Um, And thirdly, I think, you know, uh, you joked, you know, when you were like, you asked me like, what Giants player would you take uh, to be on the Jaguars? You know, and you can't say Saquon Barkley. And it's like, I, I might not say him anyway. Like the, the run game, like, yeah, we lost against the Colts, but we ran for 250 yards. And that's not the first time that we've done that this season. So I think at home, my belief that Trevor Lawrence is a slightly better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And the fact that the offensive line has been pretty good at run blocking this year, I think lends itself to some, some, some confidence that the Jaguars can, can pull out a close game this week. All right, Ryan, thank you very, very much for uh, spending some time. Folks, hit up uh, Big Cat Country if you want the uh, the Jaguars' perspective on, on this week's game. As always, thank you for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.